Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. And this is episode 25 where we bring you the 2018 Disney Year in Review. So this week is uh, it's not going to be another interview with a cast member, but we're uh, yeah we're going to discuss everything that happened within the past year over at uh, mostly Walt Disney World and a little bit of Disneyland, but uh, but yeah we're we're discussing everything that happened in the year of 2018 with uh, Walt Disney World. And today I'm actually joined by uh, a friend who was on the show a long time ago, pretty much back in uh, I believe it was August that we were on the show together. But uh, my friend Giovanni will be with me. Uh, he'll be my co-host for this evening, where we kind of break down everything that uh, either changed or the new things that came to uh, the Walt Disney World in 2018. So, so yeah, that's what we'll be discussing today. So, but uh, yeah, why don't we just uh, jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. Alright, well on today's show we are talking about the 2018 Disney Year in Review and today I am joined by Giovanni. He was with me uh, back in August. We filmed an episode talking about food and wine and he is back to talk about uh, the past year in Disney. How are you doing today, Giovanni? Hey Matt, I'm doing well. How about you? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm uh, I'm excited to do this show. It's been it's been too long um, since we've we've done a show together, but I'm glad we're, we're doing one. Yep, same here. Yeah, I know you've been uh, you've been a little busy with uh, doing your master, so it's uh, it's it's been taking up most of your time. Yeah, <laughs> back on the school break. Yeah, I hear it. Well, I'm I'm glad you can come for the show because there's there's kind of a lot to unpack of what happened in the Disney parks this past year, um, and I, I felt like I couldn't do it by myself. And you being another big Disney fan, and I talked to you a lot about the ongoings of Disney at work, uh, I figured you'd be great for this episode. Great. I mean, thanks for having me on. It's always fun. Yeah, for sure. So, on on this episode, we're I think the the main focus is going to be kind of Walt Disney World because I mean, Walt Disney World is like the bread and butter of the Disney parks, and I know, I mean, with the Walt Disney World, I resonate towards it more. I mean, only because it's it's I don't know. I've I've went to it growing up. I'm I'm always a, a much bigger Walt Disney World fan. I'll have a little bit of Walt, uh, or sorry, of Disneyland as well. Um, not too much, but just uh, our primary focus today is going to be on uh, the Walt Disney World and what happened, what was announced, uh, what left us, uh, changes that were made. Um, things that happened at the parks, the resorts, uh, new restaurants, uh, pretty much anything that's encapsula- encapsulating uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, we're kind of kind of be talking about today. So um, it's we're gonna kind of go all kind of all over the place. Uh, we'll, we'll jump around here and there, um, but I'll, I'll try to structure it by like theme park by theme park and restaurants. So, uh, but yeah. For, so first, I think we I just want to kind of dive into like stuff that uh that changed this year at the disney parks so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of start with um uh, the magic kingdom and I, f- I feel like the first thing that we should talk about is one of the one of the biggest controversies this past past year 
was the new scene that went into the Pirates of the Caribbean. And Giovanni, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, the redhead, right? Yes, correct. So both at Disneyland and Walt Disney World had the change of the redhead, who is now not a, I, I guess you could say a woman of the night, but she is a, she is a pirate. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, she's a, a pirate now, and I know there's a lot of controversy behind that. Um, to me, I really don't mind it. I haven't seen the, the new scene just yet, uh, so I'm curious to see what those changes are. Um, Giovanni, did you have any strong feeling towards the, the redhead change? Um, I mean, uh, I understand why they felt the need to change it, but I didn't, I never found anything, I guess, explicitly wrong with it. Uh, it was always a funny scene, but I understand the, uh, the reason for changing it. Now I hear it. Yeah. We're, we're in a different world now. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I mean, that's just, it's kind of how society is these days and it is what it is. I feel like we're, no one likes change at the beginning, but then soon enough, a year later goes by and everyone forgets about it. So it's, uh, I think it'll, it'll be, uh, with Walt Disney World for a long time. Um, but yeah, so that was a big thing at Magic Kingdom, uh, this past year. Uh, and during the summer, uh, we, they had the incredible summer where it was like a big, there was like big dance parties with the Incredibles. It was, it was just kind of like a, not a promotion, but it was just another thing to get people into the parks. You didn't go to the parks at all this summer, did you? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> okay. Do you ever go to the parks in the summer? Uh, I honestly try not to. Uh, I like going in the, um, well, there's no real off season, but no. like, <laughs> you know, like fall spring because i it's too hot down there and it gets too crowded yeah no i agreed i mean well it's tough because every time is it seems like it's a little crowded now but at least uh in the spring and fall you don't have the humidity like you do in the summer exactly yeah so yeah this past summer it was all about the incredibles and it was called the incredible summer so that was the big thing going over there um a little i don't know how you feel about this but Disney, um, actually, let me jump down to my notes because uh, Disney, one of their biggest things this year is that they um, they really want to make the uh, the parks more green. So they want to use like less plastics in the parks. They got rid of straws, um, uh, like shampoo and conditional water bottles. They have like the things hanging out on the wall in the showers. Um, they are now you can buy you can now buy reusable bags within the Disney uh, the Disney shops the like the merchandise stores, but one thing that kind of puzzled me was that Z Ziploc was a new sponsor for Splash Mountain, and they're giving out Ziploc bags before you get on the ride for your phone. Can you can what? you yeah? <laughs> can you make any sense of that? Uh, I mean. No, <laughs> I, I mean, well, I guess if they're the sponsor, I guess it would make sense to give us bags so we don't have to worry about our stuff getting wet. On yeah, the ride. but like, yeah, huh. it's that it, the, these two, these two news, news stories kind of came out close between like within like a few weeks of each other. And I mean, I know that well, like Disney with the, with the Ziploc bags, I know they, they do have like containers, um, to to recycle them at the end of the ride but this uh yeah that that just cause kind of puzzled me a bit so kind of contradicted they want to use less plastic yet they're using ziploc bags yeah right? that's true and is this the first of its like the first like thing of its kind in the in, in the parks i don't think i've ever heard of anything like like this no i have that's i've i haven't heard anything like that in the past mm. that's yeah it's brand new to me um while, while we're on, like, Splash Mountain, another cool thing that actually happened at Disneyland this past year is they they came out with these, like, stand-in dryers over at the uh, the Grizzly Grizzly Run, I forget what it's called, the Grizzly Run Rapids. It's, like, it's pretty much like Kali River Rapids, but it's the Grizzly Run over in California Adventure Park. Uh, they're, they're, like, these big, massive dryers where you can, like, stand inside. Did you hear about these? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so it's actually pretty cool. Like you can fit up to five people uh, into this like big dryer to just if you're like because like the the rapids you get off soaking wet, so they have these like huge dryers now. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see if we'll if we'll if that will come to the Walt Disney World Park because right now it's only in Disneyland. So 
But, uh, but yeah. So, um, actually, so now we're going to kind of head over to Hollywood Studios because a big, uh, we had a big land open up this year, and that was Toy Story Land. Uh, have you gotten, have you had a chance to visit Toy Story Land yet? Sadly, no. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. I haven't gotten the chance. and I mean, I definitely will uh, at some point this year. Um, but yeah, Toy Story Land opened. There was the, the Slinky Dog Dash, uh, the Alien Swirling Saucers, and then Toy Story Mania got like a new makeover. It's got a new queue. Uh, there's Woody's Lunchbox there. They had like the co-made kind of Pop-Tarts. Uh, I mean, the land I heard is just, I mean, I've seen pictures and videos, and I mean, the, the land just seems very themed. Um, but yeah, so that opened this past year uh, in in hopes to uh, draw more people to uh, um, Hollywood Studios, because uh, currently it was kind of only like a half-day park, uh, and I hate saying that, but I mean, that's what it was. But uh, yeah, with Toy Story Land now, um, it definitely is drawing more people, so I don't know. Well, are you excited about it all? Toy Story Land? Yeah. I, I, I think I I don't I didn't catch the last thing. Oh, so. yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I am very. Uh, I mean, it was one of my favorite movies and I guess franchises growing up. Um, I was excited when I found out they were going to expand, like, you know, build a new land about it. Um, and I'm glad that, yeah, Hollywood Studios especially with Star Wars land opening, it's it's no longer good. It might even be like a two-day park. Like, I always look at Magic Kingdom as like at least two days, maybe not two full days, but, you know, in order to get everything done, I think Hollywood Studios approaching that same, like, strategic planning where it's like, yeah, we have to, you know, split this up into two days because we can't do everything in a day. Try to utilize, like, extra magic hours, things like that. No, agreed. Yeah, it's um, it's it's soon going to be super packed this year. So I'm I'm interested to see the how everything changes at Hollywood Studios within within the next next year. So I feel like this is going to Star Wars Land is going to be even crazier than that Avatar or Pandora. So we will see. Um, so yeah, over we're going to head over to the Animal Kingdom now. So Animal Kingdom this year actually celebrated its uh, 20th anniversary. Um, they had like a pretty small event, some merchandise and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, it was so 20 years of Animal Kingdom. Uh, it's actually Animal Kingdom is like my favorite park now. I, I I just love Animal Kingdom. I love walking around it. I think it's out of all of them, it's the best themed. Um, I just I don't know. I feel like I'm just, I, I'm the most no, immersed. I when I'm I I, I completely agree. I used to really not care for it, and now like I really really like it. Uh, a lot, especially with Avatar Land there now. I, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely moved up the ranks for me for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one of my favorite memories this past year was just walking to uh, Pandora for the first time. Like it just Avatar. I, I love Avatar. I've seen it a million times, and it was yeah. Walking into Pandora, I was like, wow, this is absolutely insane and incredible. Uh, it just took my breath away. I cried after, like, I literally cried when, like, I had tears coming down my eyes after Flight of Passage. Uh, I was just... Oh, that so, ride is incredible. I know, isn't it? I was just so moved by it. Like, it's it's insane, the technology that they, they did to actually literally make you feel like you're flying. So Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Animal Kingdom actually got a few new things this past year. There's a new tour that's over there called Up Close with Rhinos. Um, that's something I'm very excited about. I, I am 110% going to do this on my next trip. R- uh, Rhinos has always been an animal that I would always love to to meet. So you can I, I don't know how close you can get to them but it says up close in the title so i assume pretty close to it so it's like an hour tour and it's actually one of the cheaper tours it's like 40 dollars per person um i don't know if that price will stay but uh yeah it's a tour that i really want to do and um giovanni have you ever taken taken like any tours at the parks before you know i haven't but i i really want to um both at animal kingdom and at magic kingdom there's a few tours that I really want to do, but I don't know. I always feel like, I don't know, I get apprehensive. Like, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm not going to have enough time in the parks, which is never the case. But yeah, uh, definitely want to take 
tours. So this this new tour sounds really interesting. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of seem to go a, a bit more frequently than me, but I feel like as we continue and go, um, like every every year, or whatever we like, we've been there enough where like we, I think we can take that time out of the parks and and discover these tours a bit more. Um, so like this up close with Rhino tour is, is only an hour, but like the keys of the kingdom, I think is like four or five hours at magic kingdom. So, um, I feel like in more upcoming trips, I want to do some more tours. So, uh, but yeah, so, and then the next thing that debuted over at ammo kingdom was the up a great bird adventure show that debuted. So I forget what the theater's name is, but, um, it replaced the, uh, I can't even remember the old show name, but it was like a bird encounter show. It's it's pretty much the same bird show, but it, now it's with uh, Russell and Doug from um, Up. So that show debuted. Um, and then Pete Safari got a new dining experience. Uh, it's now a quick service and table service restaurant. So like uh, if you don't want to use a dining credit for your table service, uh, you don't have to do that. You can just do it as a, like a quick service. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the stuff that was happening over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, Epcot was, uh, it was pretty quiet this year. Um, I mean, they're building right now the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. They're, um, they're still building the Ratatouille ride that's going to be over in France. Um, one of the things that happened at Epcot was that Siemens is no longer a sponsor of shape, uh, Spaceship Earth. Uh, and there was, there was a rumor uh, a couple months ago that it's actually going to be closing for two years. Uh, but nothing has been confirmed just yet. Um, Giovanni, how would you feel if, if Spaceship Earth closed for two years? Uh, I I don't know if I'm in the minority or what, but I actually love that ride. It's one of my must-dos every time I go to the parks. So I'd be kind of disappointed if, I, if it's closed for that long. I mean, I, I can understand why they would close it or if they needed to whether it's to change it up because of Siemens pulling out or to even update it or whatnot. But I, you know, I, I feel like I'd be a little upset <laughs> if they closed it for that long. No, I would be too. I mean, it's literally the first thing I have to do yeah. when I go into Epcot. Like I always, I always make sure that my first fast pass is always Spaceship Earth. So like as soon as we walk into the park, we just go right on Spaceship Earth um, but I mean, I, I think uh, if they do close it for two years, I think the uh, the technology will be like super updated. There'll be a lot of new projection screens um, and stuff like that. So I guess we'll we'll see. Maybe something will be announced uh, at the D23 Expo later this year. So we'll see. Um, now we're going to kind of talk about uh, like some restaurants. Um, now. I'll start with uh, so Disney Springs had a lot of new restaurants, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do that last. Um, but there was at Magic Kingdom. Uh, well, so be our guest is not in a restaurant, but they actually got like a prefix menu now. Um, have you ever dined at Be Our Guest restaurant? Uh, I have. Uh, I think the first year it was open. Um, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I, uh, other, not talking about the atmosphere or the ambience because. Disney always nails that, and Be Our Guest is no different. Um, but I know it's gotten a lot of flack uh, uh, fairly recently, even, about the food. I actually thought the food was pretty good. The, my steak was... Um, I was able to cut it with a butter knife. Like, it was that, that tender, yeah. and it was pretty tasty. I don't know if you know if something happened you know since then you know we're talking what three four years ago maybe since however long it's been open i don't know if something happened since then and and the food quality has dropped for whatever reason but i really enjoyed uh, my meal there no. um yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I, I did too. We went in 2013. So I think at that point, it was really only open for like a year because I, th- I think it opened 2012 when New Fantasyland opened. Okay. Um, and I, I think remember, I went around 2013 too. I think I went too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the food was great, but I mean, I've heard the same thing um, where the, the food has just not been great. Um, so I'm not sure if this prefix menu changed anything but i remember that was just a a really a really big change for the be our guest restaurant um 
and then some of the new resorts uh, got new restaurants. So over at the uh, Caribbean Beach, uh, they got like a huge new change where there's uh, Sebastian's Bistro and then the, the, the market. There's a new market over there where you can get food. Um, but one of the big things was, um, so my favorite resort is actually the World in its Lodge. Uh, and I've, I've never eaten at Artist Point before, um, but it's it's it was always this, it was a signature dining restaurant, but it ne- really never got the crowds that it needed to. Um, so they they started a, a whole new thing called Storybook Dining. Now, have you have you heard of this yet? Mm, no, doesn't okay. sound familiar. Okay, so this is I mean, well, I shouldn't say it's new, but it's 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 a new character dining experience. Um, over at the uh so it's at the wilderness lodge so it it involves uh snow white uh there's so snow white walks around uh, i think grumpy walks around and then dopey walks around and then at the end of your meal you can actually meet the evil queen which is actually i think the first time you can meet a villain in a uh, a disney restaurant um so pretty much it's a it's a prefix menu uh, they they have well they have some different options that you could choose from but you it's it's one set price I think it's like fifty five dollars for appetizer entree and dessert um, but they they redid the restaurant uh, at uh, Wilderness Lodge they redid Artist Point there's like trees all like kind of in the in the rooms now it's supposed to be I've seen some pictures I mean it looks great uh, I feel like I definitely want to try this but I'm a little upset that I didn't get to try Artist Point before it, the the change so. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see if we'll, we'll get a bit more of that to like lesser, uh, l- like restaurants, like don't get as many patrons. Um, so we'll see. So that was a new thing this year. Um, so speaking of resorts, uh, another big thing now, Giovanni, I have a question for you. Do you, when you go to Disney, do you rent a car and park at the resorts? No, uh, I don't. I stayed on property uh the last i don't know handful of times i've gone um so i actually i lied though uh I, when i went two years ago and we drove down uh, there was about a group of seven of us we did park the car um on property but i think that was the only time i've ever done that okay but it's not it's yeah so it's not usual yeah it's, it's for not my to... norm no not at all gotcha okay yeah so this year they actually announced parking fees uh, for all the resorts and it, it the price depends on uh, the the range of the resort so if it's like a value a moderate or a deluxe uh, so if you want to park your car overnight you could park you I think you pay anywhere between like 20 to thirty dollars depending on the resort um, so I mean I never park there at the resorts at all I always you I, I mean I love Disney transportation uh, I mean sometimes the buses kind of uh, are annoying, but I mean, I, I still enjoy taking the buses, and I just don't want to have to worry about trying to park the car and get worry about the tram and getting back to my car. Yeah, um, but I also love the buses too. It's part of the experience. It and it it like I don't know. It gets me really excited when I'm waiting for the bus and I finally get on get on one and all that. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel as well. Like you're it, you're getting ready to go to the park. You're like, yes, it's here. I'm going to be at the park so soon. Um, but now I know sometimes like a lot of people, they really have to budget their Walt Disney world vacation. So like now, if you, if you always rent a car, you now have to, uh, kind of fit this into your budget. Okay. So now is it worth paying all these parking fees? Cause if you're staying seven nights, that could be like $150 extra that you have to pay on top. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was a new thing, um, this year. So, um, so keeping with the resorts, uh, one small thing was actually pretty cool. Um, say you left your magic band in the room, but you have your phone on you. Uh, you can actually unlock, uh, sorry, unlock uh, your uh, unlock your door with the My Disney app on your phone. Uh, they now have digital room keys, so it's just another way for you to open your door. So that was announced this year. Um, and then the so the Caribbean Beach Resort got a, a really large update, uh, new rooms uh, or refurbishments, uh, and then like I said before, they got the the, the restaurants um, as well. 
Uh, and then they they actually confirmed a new um, they confirmed plans for a new tower over at the Swan and Dolphin. Uh, have you ever stayed at the Swan and Dolphin before? No, I actually didn't know they were a thing until like my first trip back as an adult. <laughs> and I oh, was really? Like, Wait, I've never heard of these resorts before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Swan and Dolphin. I I, I actually kind of talked about them on I think uh, I can't remember what episode, but it was like in mid December. Um, like the Swan and Dolphin are they're not owned by Disney. They're I think they're owned by Marriott. Um, they they do have some of the perks of like if you were a Disney. Uh, if you were staying in a Disney resort, but like not really. Um, the, the, do they have the buses? I think. No, I think they they, do, they don't. Um, I'm blanking, but I want to say. Actually, do they? That's a good question. I, I feel I don't, like I've seen the the buses. Yeah. Um, while waiting, but I, I now I don't know for sure. I don't know either. Why don't you Why don't you look that up while I yeah, uh, let me look continue? That up. Yeah, look it up real quick. Um. But yeah, so one of the good things about the Swan and Dolphin is it's super close to both uh, Hollywood Studios and and Epcot, uh, so it's actually like within walking distance. Cause they they also have the uh, the boat transportation, uh, the friendship boats. You can take one of those boats to either of the parks. So, uh, I mean that's good. Uh, so it's very close by if you want to do that and save a little bit of money. And from what I've heard, I think you can get like super cheap deals on like. I think it's like hotwire.com where you can, it's like a, I think it's like a hot deal where if you look, um, where you can, get, you can just get a, like a super cheap room for the Swan and Dolphin, but you don't know that it's a Swan and Dolphin. I don't know. It's like a weird deal, but I've heard people doing that where like they might get like a hundred bucks a night at the Swan and Dolphin. So, um, so yeah, there, there's going to be a brand new tower that's being built at the Swan and Dolphin. So, so they do. Have, they do have the bus uh, service. They do. Okay. Yep. All right. You can actually. Oh wow! Well, I didn't know that. You can walk to Epcot from uh, either of the hotels because they're like right across yeah. the street from each other. Yeah. Huh. I, I, yeah. Cool. That's what I was saying. I guess when you were looking it up. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can walk to either of the parks, which uh, which yeah, I was saying that was a, a good park to have. So. Um. But yeah, so, all right, so moving on from there, uh, we're going to head over to Disney Springs for a bit. Um, now, you you went back just to Disney Springs uh, in October, correct? Yes. Okay, so the, uh, the, the world of Disney was kind of reimagined, uh, and you had the chance to kind of walk around it, right? Yeah, I did. Um, it... Uh, that store was pretty great to begin with, I, I thought at least. Um, this, the new, uh, you know, the way they revamped it and all that and remodeled it, I think is 10 times better. Um, because it's actually like, it, it happens to be more overwhelming than it was before, but in a less claustrophobic way where, you know, it was very much divided into like those rooms before. Sometimes the rooms were kind of just random um, but now you, as soon as you enter the store from either of the entrances, you can see right to the back of the store. Um, it's all open concept. It, it feels, it feels much bigger in like scope even, or in scale rather, even though it's, it's not, they just took the walls down. Um, and everything kind of flowed better than it did when it was, you know, like it had the, the, the partitions. Um, I, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And I, they even changed the, uh, like the, the color scheme inside. I, I, I'm pretty sure at least. So it feels brighter in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know they, I know they did stuff with like, um, the theme is like animators, like old school animators yes. and like big paint, I think like big paint brushes or not okay. paint brushes mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, paint brushes, uh, I think, like paint, um, like paint cans. Yeah, or, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Paint, paint cans. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, it's it's really it's really cool. It's really nice. I yeah. like it a lot. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited to to check it out uh, the next time I go. Cool. Um, so yeah, another g- cool thing at Disney Springs, which I want to check out as well. 
uh, they have this new thing called The Void, uh, and it's pretty much like a big VR studio thing where it's like you put on... Um, you put on the VR goggles and you put on all this gear and you can actually walk around and like interact with the the 3D environment. So they had a Star Wars themed one uh, and now they have like a Wreck-It Ralph themed VR. Uh, so that's an added cost. I think it's like 20 bucks to do it or something like that. But um, so they have that over at uh, Disney Springs now. So. Um, so now we're going to kind of get into just like some overall news about Walt Disney World. Um, so every year ticket prices change uh, and they always go up. I mean, I've, it's, I feel like they're, it used to be just like once a year, but now I feel like it's sometimes a couple times a year. Um, and I feel like prices are just going to keep changing, especially with uh, Galaxy's Edge coming up. But one of the biggest things that um, that came up this year was they they made the date based ticket system. So it's it it all it all depends on when your trip is, like how expensive your ticket could be. Um, Giovanni, are you familiar with the system yet? Uh, yes, um, I am actually. As I'm I'm planning on going back to Disney. Um, I think in April we finally decided and I was able I saw the the I, I don't know I guess the flex pricing if you want to call it that where pretty, yeah that's pretty much what it is yeah, yeah some pricing. days are more uh, expensive than others and it, I mean I, they got to pay for Star Wars land somehow <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah like certain some weekends are obviously more expensive no matter the time but I think the time frame we're looking at is, I think it's right before spring break, okay. for for like New Jersey and and whatnot. So it's it's I saw the prices like jump later on in April, and it's yeah, it's yeah. There's that one week I think around Easter where it's like it's it's crazy expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever go during that time. No, no, no. avoid it. I we we have the ability to avoid that time, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that so that was a big thing, and that's going to play a part of when you might want to visit the parks this year. So, um, so another thing that launched uh, this past year was the Play Disney Park apps. Uh, sorry, the Play Disney Parks app, uh, and that is both in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, again, Giovanni, are you familiar with this app yet? Um, I am familiar with it. I've actually I've never used it myself, but I I am. I've been thinking about using it on my next trip just to just to try it out. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's a lot to do in the app. Uh, and I, I mean, I remember looking at it on my phone one day, but it's like you kind of have to be in the park to really use it. I thought uh, I could just like mess around with it. I mean, well, well, I mean, that's what it's for. It's like if you're waiting on a long line, at least you have like Disney trivia uh, uh, that you could do on your phone. And um, does it have to do with whatever queue you're currently waiting on like for example if you're waiting on for mine train uh is it like a snow is it snow white theme i mean like, as as far as i know yes like if you go to each park there's cool. different things yeah um yeah you could see all, yeah, everything that's happening um i don't I, again i'm not that familiar with it um i know you could like play disney music with inside of it i know there's trivia but i know it's really meant for like if you're waiting in queues to kind of help pass the time so you know what um, i'm gonna try it next i'm gonna try it when i go back in april yeah for sure yeah no i'm i'm excited to try it out on my next trip so that was that was the big thing that was launched this past year so um and another big thing was Mickey's 90th birthday was in uh, November. Uh, they had celebrations throughout like the weekend, um, and there was going to be more celebrations throughout all of 2019 for his 90th birthday. So we had that as well. Um, another cool thing Disney did was that they're investing more into their full-time employees. Uh, they had... Um, they want to help them go back to school and get their degrees. So there's an initial investment uh, up to uh, 50 million, and then they're going to be putting up to 25 million dollars annually to help their full-time employees go back to school and get their college degrees. So thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Yeah. So, and then we got our like a first look at the new Skyliner gondolas that are going up. Um, are you excited about these? 
I am actually. It sounds really cool. I'm afraid of heights, but <laughs> <laughs> when in Disney, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. It's it seems really cool, and it might ease up the like the congestion that the buses sometimes have. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, just a, another option to get to the parks. Yeah, I um, think I. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know because you just said with the buses, I know a lot of people complain about like the long lines at the. Um, the, like the art of animation and pop century a lot of people stay at that park uh, or that that resort so the gut there is going to be a gondola system that goes to both of those resorts which is nice um but yeah i mean i'm excited because i love disney transportation so um but yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely want to try this it goes between uh you let's see it's hooked up to uh epcot hollywood studios i think uh caribbean beach coronado springs and then Art of Animation and uh, Pop Century. So, um, I I'm, I think I might have misspoken one, or maybe the Riviera Resort that's coming up. I can't remember. But anyways, there's there's a bunch of connecting resorts and parks, which is pretty cool. So, uh, that is uh, coming this year. So, um, uh, another cool thing that uh, Disney had this year. I'm not sure if they did this previous years, but uh, maybe it was just because I started the podcast this year and I noticed it more. Um, but they, they had like very specific vacation packages. So like they had one in September and December. So like they would, they would have like a set price where if you want to bring your family from, um, say it was maybe like September 17th to like the 24th or 25th or, or no, maybe not that long. It was like a five night, six day stay, five day, six night stay or whatever it is. Um, where like you actually get, uh, you get um, uh, exclusive events, so like you'll get like private time at uh, Avatar or at Pandora, where like you'll be one of the the only people in there. Uh, you'll get like these uh, very nice dinners at Epcot. Like they they have it's all like special access uh, access events, like priority seating for like Rivers of Light and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure if I would ever do this, but yeah, those uh, specific packages sounded pretty awesome. So. They had that, um, and then Club 33 came to Walt Disney World. Um, Giovanni, do you know what Club 33 is? Uh, I've heard of it, but I'm, I'm not exactly sh- I'm not confident enough to say that I do, so okay. <laughs> I've so, definitely heard of, heard it referenced plenty of times. Okay, so, so yeah, Club, Club 33 um, is a thing that started over in Disneyland, it's like in a it's a very exclusive like restaurant where uh, you have to pay thousands and thousands of do- like maybe like ten thousands like ten thousand dollars I think for like to try to get uh, to be enrolled into to get into Club Thirty Three. It's like a membership, so it's like a membership program, um, and you can only get in if you're a member. If you're a member, you can bring people in, but it's very exclusive. Uh, but they brought it over to. Um, uh, Walt Disney World, so it's in three of the parks so, for, so far. There's like lounges that you can go to. I don't know much information on it, but all I know they came to Walt Disney World this year. So, um, but I don't think that's something I'll ever do because it's just way too much money. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah, um, and then another uh, another big thing or another kind of cool thing was now they have like Disney adult makeovers. So like they, they always have the like the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for the younger kids. Um, but now you can go to like the, the like this one of the spas at um, the Grand Floridian or Coronado Springs or uh, Wilderness Lodge where you can actually like get your makeup and hair done to like different characters like they said they can pretty much do any character that you want so if you want to get your nails painted like R2D2 and get your hair done up and makeup done like R2D2 you can or if you want to do it as like Daisy Duck or Minnie Mouse you could do it to whoever so uh, if you want to get yeah, if you want to get your makeup and hair done, you can do that as well. So, um, so the next topic uh, we're going to discuss is the minivan service. Have you tried the minivan service yet? Not yet, but it's on my it's on my list because um, it sounds pretty cool and convenient. When I'm on vacation, especially in Disney, I don't want to worry about anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no. I'm so not. sometimes I'll pay for convenience if it makes sense budget-wise. Um, and this isn't. I think this is pretty reasonably priced considering what you get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's tough because it's like they have Lyft and Ubers all around, but at least with the minivan service, you're getting like the Disney experience. Like they're playing Disney parks music in the uh, in in the minivans. They'll have like all these. I don't know. There's a lot of other features in there, um, but. At first, when the mini rental service came out, it was just like a flat rate. If you want to go to like a resort to a park, it was a flat rate of $25. Um, but now uh, they changed it this past year where it's actually kind of based on location. So it could be cheaper or expensive depending on where you want to go. Um, but another thing they announced this year is that it can actually go to and from the Orlando airport now. Uh, you just have to reserve it over the phone. Um, so, but I'm pretty sure for the airport, it's like a $150 flat right fee. Um, so it's, it's a little costly, but I mean, at least the, you're in the hands of Disney if you want to just, if you want to do that. So I'm hearing really great things about the minivan service, but I have yet to try it out. But so hopefully I will eventually. Um, so the next thing is, so walls, walls, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. So, so walls are really popular now. Um, people just love to take photos for their Instagram in front of the walls. I think it all started with the, the one purple wall in space mountain. And then they put like a new paint job on it. But now like Disney is like. Disney is kind of really gearing towards everything they do towards Instagrammers because like all the foods they create now just seem like they're really, really well done because everyone just posts on Instagram these days. So that's a good point. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I see it is like, I mean, I follow tons of people on Facebook or on Instagram and all I see are just tons, tons of photos of all the food and it just looks really, really good and makes me want it. So, um, but yeah, so walls are now really popular. Apparently, <laughs> it's a it's it's a new attraction, and I know I've heard that they they're putting PhotoPass photographers in front of walls. Really? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I just read that recently. So I do know that there's uh, no. I'm pretty sure it's. I saw it at, at World of Disney actually, and in the Disney stores. I think they're selling purple hats that say "Purple Wall." on it or something related to the purple wall yeah, hashtag I'm, purple wall whatever it is i'm pretty sure they're even selling those hats now oh okay well i think they had the headbands in the design of the one purple wall oh maybe that's what it is yeah i don't remember but yeah, yeah. so it's really popular so um yeah, one of the last things I'll, I'll say is that they're doing. I actually kind of talked about this in length on my my last uh, show, um, episode thirty four. Uh, I talked about the after hours events that are happening, as well as uh, early morning magic. Um, now these are paid. I actually want to get your opinion on this, Giovanni, because I don't think we ever talked about this. But the are you familiar with the after hour events or the early morning magic events where it's a paid a paid ticket to get into the park uh, before it opens? Do you know about this? Yes, I have heard about the about these. Okay, so like the after hours event is you can I think you pay up the, the up the three hours after the park closes, and usually early morning magic is like an hour and a half. Um, so like for, so say for the after hour events, it's $130 to get three exclusive hours in the parks where there's literally no one in the park, maybe like 300 people. Um, is this something that you would ever want to do at all? Um, yes. However, I think I would have to look more into it because if, if I stay on one of the one of the many reasons I like to stay on property is because of extra magic hours, whether it's in the morning or at night. Um, I try to, I think I mentioned it earlier, even when I was talking about Hollywood Studios. Um, I like to utilize them whenever I can, whether it's the morning or the night. Usually, nighttime. Um, so, I don't know how they would differ. For I guess because extra magic hours are only certain days for the parks. Like maybe this will offset it so depending i guess how long i'm there 
um, what, the stuff I want to do, who I'm with also, if I'm with people who like haven't visited the parks in a while or, you know, have never been, um, I might consider it because, you know, again, I don't mind paying for convenience or even like experiences. And I mean, at least mainly at night, three hours is a, three hours is a long time. You yeah. can do a lot in three hours with yeah. with not many with like a certain amount of people there. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of mostly for like if you want to just do all the rides imaginable because I don't think yeah, I, I don't think everything is open, but it's yeah, it's mostly just for like the rides. So yeah, so yeah. In short, I I think it's something that I would I would definitely consider it. I wouldn't write it off. Okay. Cool. All right. So, uh, with a few, uh, like we have about like five or so minutes left and, uh, luckily we're, we're kind of on time, but there's a few things, um, that I want to go through first. Um, so there are some things that left us in 2018 over at the Walt Disney world resort. Um, and one of the big things was Rafiki's planet watch over at the, uh, the animal kingdom. Uh, now I actually personally never did it because I, if you're not familiar with Rafiki's Planet Watch, you have to take a train over to like the conservation station. Um, but so I never did this. Uh, Giovanna, have you done Rafiki's Planet Watch? Uh, no, I haven't. Same reason as you. It just didn't. It, it seemed like there was too much yeah. time wasted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of regret not doing it now. Um, I know that it's still open because they need it open to take care of the animals. But as of right now, it's kind of closed to guests. So I'm curious if any changes will happen there. Um, if you have younger kids, uh, sorry to say, but the Disney Junior Live on Stage show is gone. But the good news is, is that the junior dance party emerged. So that's, that's new. Um, and I think we finally saw the demise of Stitch's great escape this year. Um, God. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm really happy that it's gone. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I wish it ever took the place of alien extraterrestrial or extraterrestrial alien encounter. Um, but it's mm -hmm. just, God walking, just walking in to Stitch's Great Escape, it just smelled so bad. Yeah. Because of the was... chili burps at the end. Oh my God. Oh. It was, and it's horrendous. So that's not where Tron is supposed to go, right? Tron is going no, behind no, no. Space Mountain. Yeah, Tron is behind okay. Tomorrowland. It's a big coaster. It's uh, behind Tomorrowland Speedway and Space Mountain. So, so I wonder what they... Well, I, know I know they've been wanting to inject some Incredibles into the parks. So, uh, that might be a good place for it, so for the, something. The rumor is actually it's going to be... Um, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. So they're they're saying Wreck-It oh, Ralph. Oh, I did hear there. that. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I mean, that's it, cool. It kind of makes sense with like technology and him going in there. So. Yeah. Um. I mean. So I mean. So we'll see. But yeah, they're they're saying Wreck-It Ralph. Um. Cool. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if anyone cares about this, but Captain J uh, Jack Sparrow's pirate tutorial, uh, that left this year. It was just like a, a little show that would happen over in Adventureland. Uh, Jack Sparrow is still meeting, but uh, he, he does not have a show anymore. Um, and then uh, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue um, is is gone now over at uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. And oh, now that I now that I think about it, it actually closed down because it's it's making it's going to be part of um, the new Reflections Resort that was announced this year. Um, it's the new Lakeside Lodge that's going to be in between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. So, yeah, I forgot to mention that there was a brand new resort that was announced. Um, and that's it's called Reflections. I forget the full name. Uh, I think I have it here in my notes. Uh, nope, I just wrote Reflections. So I think it was like Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. Uh, Disney always put some spin on it. Um, so we lost that. Um and then, so Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, if, if you're not familiar, it's a big, like, kind of buffet-type uh, outside. Uh, there's, like, singing and dancing, and there's, like, a show. Did you ever, did you ever eat there, Matt? No, I actually, I haven't. I didn't. I've only eaten at Trail's End over in Oh, Wilderness, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was, like, a separate thing. But, oh, well. Um, 
And I'm actually really glad this next thing is gone. Uh, the, it's the Star-Lord and Groot meet-and-greet. Oh, yeah, um, me too. I did it on my last trip, and it was one of the worst character experiences I've ever been on. I was just like, this guy is... I don't know if it was maybe the guy that played Star-Lord that day, but... Oh, he was... <laughs> excuse me, he was super lame. He was really, really lame. <laughs> um, the good thing is they are, they are being replaced by Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc., so... Uh, that's good. Um, and then the, one of the last things we lost, uh, I might have missed a few things, but um, one of the last things we lost was called uh, was a circle of life, an, an environmental fable. Uh, I've never been in this. I don't really know what it is, but I know it deals with the Lion King, and it's over in Epcot. Um, did you go on this? Do you know what this is? Epcot? No, I've never even heard of this. I think it's over in the land. Uh, oh. Yeah. When okay. I was making when I was making my notes for this, I saw that this had left, and I was like, I I really don't even know what this is. But okay. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I may have seen it in passing while waiting online for Soren. Maybe. Yeah. I because I looked, I saw the picture, and I was like, okay, I do remember that. Yeah. But, yeah. I never went in it. Hmm. Um. So. So that's kind of it for Walt Disney World. Um, now, before before we kind of, uh, I'm gonna quickly go through Disneyland Resort uh, real really really fast. Um, but one of the things that's happening over at California Adventure at the Disneyland Resort, uh, the Bugs Land closed down to make way for the new Marvel Land that was announced. So there's gonna be a big influx of Marvel characters over at the California Adventure. Um, and then Pixar uh, Paradise Pier was transformed into Pixar Pier. Uh, so there's the new Incredicoaster over there. So the California Screamin' was replaced uh, by the Incredicoaster, which seems pretty awesome. There's the Lamplight Lounge that opened up in California Adventure, which is like a Pixar-themed uh, uh, restaurant and lounge, uh, what I really, which I really want to see. And then the, the Tropical Hideaway opened up in the, the Disneyland Park. Um, which is like a new kind of seating area uh, over there. So just I, I only made a few things for the Disneyland Resort because I was kind of focusing on um, Walt Disney World today. Uh, so I apologize if uh, people want to know more about Disneyland, but uh, those were like the big things that kind of happened over there this year. Um, but uh, two, two more things left I want to discuss. Uh, things that we're excited about in 2019... Uh, so I think, uh, Giovanni, what's what's the big one we got for 2019? What do we got coming up this year? Uh, is it that new resort, the DVZ resort that's opening up? Uh, no, I mean, it, it's no. not that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars Land, of course. Yeah, man, Star Wars Galaxy gonna, Edge is finally... Cry like a baby. I know. Giovanni and I are just such huge <laughs> Star Wars fan. I think Giovanni a bit more than I am. Um, but I, I cannot wait for this to open. Um, it's... Did you see the, uh, the trailer for, uh, I guess it's a trailer for like the, uh, the Millennium Falcon ride? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah. The Lost one... Smuggler's Run. Yep. Uh, it looks, it's just incredible. Like yeah. it's going to be, it's going to change did theme you... parks forever. Did you, did you listen to my last episode, episode 35 yet or no? No, it's it's on cue. I should listen to it by to, by the time I get into the office. Okay, yeah, because I I detailed there there was a report that came out uh last week and all new information was released for the Star Wars land. So, uh, oh. I, I yeah, I kind of go over it. So it makes me really excited about it. Um, That's so cool. So yeah, over over in Disneyland and Walt Disney World this year we have Star Wars land. So. Uh, another thing I'm looking forward to uh, are the gon- the gondolas uh, that are opening up in the fall of 2019, and those are the Skyliners that we talked about earlier. Um, and then there is a new DVC property that is opening up, which is the Riviera Resort, and that's uh, going to be located over by Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and that's opening up in the fall of 2019, or of course this year. Um and then the Grand Destino Tower is opening in July of 2019, and that is part of the Coronado Springs expansion. Uh, and they've been getting a lot of new uh, new features as well, new refurbishments in their rooms. Uh, there's going to be like a new um, restaurant in the middle of the lake that's over there. So, uh, but yeah, so those are some new things that are coming up in new t- 2019 that we're excited for. Um, but 
the last thing I want to leave with today is Giovanni. I want to know what um, I want you to share. What was your favorite Disney park memory from this year? Because I know you had gone a couple times. Yeah. Um, I guess it would have to be. Um, so um, I went. The last time I went in January was with uh, my best friend um, and his family, and he's got a he's got a little girl. Um, she she was turning three at the time. She just turned four, so it was for her birthday, and um, I just loved um, watching her reaction uh, in the parks whenever she met um, one of her favorite princesses. So she's she's gone, I think, about three or four times already, and she had met every single princess except for, I don't know, like two or three of them. I can't remember one. The, um, I, I, the only one I can remember specifically is Merida. Um, that was one of the ones that she hadn't met. So we waited on, you know, I waited on a line for her while she watched the parade with, with you know, with my friend and his family, because it was my wife and I, and we went with my friend, his daughter, his wife, and uh, my friend's parents. Because uh, I've, kn I've known him for years. We, you know, we I've, I grew up with them. So it, it was a family trip, basically. Um, so, yeah, like her, just watching her face and her reaction and her interactions with the, with the, um, the cast members and the princesses and all that, it was just really heartwarming. And it made me really excited to, um, bring my kids there when you know when when that time comes so i think that was my favorite disney park memory just watching i love disney as an adult but i it's just like that excitement is amplified by the thousands with when it comes to a, a child yeah um it's pretty incredible no yeah i understand and i kind of feel the same way and Someone kind of said it best because there's always that debate is like, what age do you want to bring your child to Walt Disney World? Because it's like, is one so young? Is two too young? Like, is two years old too young? Because it's like, oh, they're not even going to remember it. But it's like, someone said it to me best earlier this year. It's like, when they're that young, those memories are for you because just seeing your child interact with um, the characters, like those memories are always going to be for you. But then when they get older and they'll remember like that, those memories will, will be for them. But when they're young, those memories are for you. And uh, yeah, it, we... That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's like I, I always, like my parents didn't bring me until I was six or seven. And their thinking was, well, they're not going to remember anything. That's exactly what their thinking was. We wanted to bring them until they were older. Um, but I don't think I can wait until my child is six or seven because I, I really want to go back. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's 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 funny because we kind of had a similar situation this past year. We we went on a trip, um, and it was like a weird coincidence that we booked our trip and then we were hanging out with uh, some some friends of ours. It was Melissa's my wife's best friend, and we we found out that they're going to be in Disney with their family the same exact time um, as us. So they have they have two little kids, and we met up in Magic Kingdom one day, and Melissa was just she was more excited to play with the kids and like have them meet characters and see like their faces doing stuff rather than like whatever else was going on in the park. So it's nice to see that Melissa and well, me as well, but we do want to interact with our kids at like such a small age at the parks. Um, but it, it, it was cool seeing the, the little ones. Um, uh, yeah, just interact and just see their faces light up. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, one of one of my favorite. Uh, I, I wasn't gonna mention this one, but now that we're on the topic, so the one of my. Well, I guess this is one of my favorite Disney memories. So, the family that we were with, um, it was it was it was a big group of them. It was the it was our friend, the husband, um, who's a good friend of ours, uh, like their parents, uh, and then like uh, immediate family, like brothers, sisters, and some other kids. But my the one the our our friend's husband. Like he's he's never been to Disney before, and he's just like going on all these kiddie rides because the kids are only like three and one, like they're very young, so like he hasn't really experienced like adult Disney just yet or like any adult rides. So, we had a fast pass for Space Mountain, and uh, 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 Melissa gave 
him her magic band so they can go so he can go take a break from the kids and go on we brought him on space mountain and uh the the a couple of the other family members um had fast passes too so we like we all went on space mountain together and it was it was fantastic so just seeing being able to bring him just like kind of out into walt disney as like an adult with like out his kids um uh it, it was great so uh yeah that was it was, oh, it was fun cool. yeah yeah but um but yeah i mean other than that i i i wasn't gonna mention that one because i didn't think about it until now but uh, just walking into Pandora, like I said before, and going on Flight of Passage and exploring Pandora was just one of the top moments this year for me. So, um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of it. That's gonna wrap it up for the, uh, the the 2018 Disney Year in Review. I mean, mostly Walt Disney World reviews. So, um, I mean, besides Star Wars Land, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to this year? Like something you've been wanting to try for a while like a new restaurant or any, anything at the disney parks um no nothing that i can think of i i always try i always try to eat at new restaurants every time i go back so yeah i guess just trying uh a couple new restaurants when i when i go back um i i want to try le cellier because i've never eaten there okay so um yeah, I've never been there just, either. I want to as well. Yeah. yeah. So if I, if I eat there, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. But yeah, I guess just trying just trying a new restaurant. I also try to experience Disney in ways that I've never done before each time. It doesn't make sense uh, as I'm saying it. But yeah, I just try to do something different each time I go. So it doesn't always – it doesn't feel like the same trip over and over again. Um so yeah, just little things like that for now. No, um, no I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I think if you go often, that's the most important thing you do at Disney is try new things. So um, yeah, I was really, really fast because I was just looking through my notes. I, I did want to mention a lot of the new restaurants that were at Disney Springs um, because a lot of new ones opened. Uh, there was Enzo's Hideaway that opened. I actually ate there on my trip, and it's fantastic. Enzo's Hideaway is a, like a nice Italian place. Uh, the Edison opened up. I'm hearing really great things about Wine Bar, Wine Bar George. I've heard like phenomenal things about it. I think it's just like a lounge. Um, and then there's Terralina, which I'm pretty sure is Italian. And then Chicken Guy opened up, which is Guy Fieri's uh, at new place. So... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a little stand outside. So, um, but yeah, I just I just realized I missed those in my notes when I was talking about new things at Disney Springs. But anyways, so we're gonna leave it at that. So, uh, but yeah, Giovanni, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate it. I don't think I could have done this on my own. It's always good to have a have a sidekick with me. So, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again. It's it's always a blast. I love it. Yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll definitely have to get you. More future um, yes, when, you, when you're not as busy with school. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, well, take care. Have a good night, everybody. I dream, dream day and night of you. And I dream just for the time of you. Baby, what good does it do? I think I'm so glad. All right. Well, thank you, Giovanni, for coming on the show this evening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, that was that was fun talking about everything that happened with Disney this past year. It's always fun looking back and seeing what's changed and uh, all the new stuff that came. But yeah, it was a lot of fun kind of reminiscing over everything. And hey, I mean, 2018 was the year I started the podcast as well. And that, that was that's it's been a pleasure uh, so far. I kind of talked about that on my Happy New Year episode. So but yeah, uh, Disney, this was a good year for 2018. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but next week, we'll be back with uh, another episode of Interview with a Cast Member, and I think you guys are really going to like it. So, uh, But yeah, so, uh, so that's it for this week's episode. If you're not subscribing to the podcast already, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much however you want to, however you listen to podcasts. Um, 
You can check us out at accesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and then if you want to follow me on social media, you can um, you can find me over at on, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at uh, Access Press Podcast. Um, and if you guys have any questions, comments, tips, or anything, you can even shoot me an email at accesspresspodcast at gmail.com, or you can contact me through the website or uh, any social media platform. Uh, and actually, if you uh, are a previous cast member that would like to be on the uh, the show, or if you're if you're a current cast member who would want to be on the show, you're you're more than welcome to come on. And I would love to to interview about your time and experiences at uh, working at uh, any of the Disney parks. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in this week, guys, and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.